Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to the last episode of Civil Politics for 2021. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and I'm speaking tonight with my usual accomplices, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hey! So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to talk about uh, this whole 2021 thing that's uh, going to be over by the time this is airing. This is airing on New Year's Eve. Uh, That's right. We're recording it a little early, but uh, yeah, which we've means got this... we would have made it. <laughs> we made it through 2021. Yes, I mean, indeed. We have a couple days. <laughs> we, Let's we, not we, go crazy <laughs> here. We have a few hours to still, you know, slip in the tub. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and uh, uh, we are really grateful to all of our listeners who stick with us. Uh, through all of this and are continuing to listen, I hope, uh, as we go forward into the brave new world of next year. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com is our email. Uh, Facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. And at civilpoliticsfm is how you tweet at us. Uh civilpoliticsradio.com is uh, our website with previous episodes of the show and supplemental episodes and all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think uh, this is the, this is the perfect time for us to, to do our, uh, year in review. Uh, what the heck, uh, episode. Mm. And I think, I think looking at 2021, uh, the the big headline right now is pretty much the same big headline that it's been all year, which is namely the coronavirus epidemic is out of control. Um, and I think that's really plays into what I if I had to like sum up uh, uh, the the news for 2021, especially in the question of of talking about politics and especially with the shade of civility, I think, um, I think failure would be the word, the one word I'd choose to describe this. Um, but this, this year of politics. Yeah, certainly in the United States <laughs> and on the international <laughs> scope in many respects. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Fail- You're right. Failure I mean, if I had media. to pick the, well, if I had to pick like the three biggest issues facing, you know, in the United States, you know, for political news and, you know, important uh, uh, discussion points that, uh, that, that we've talked about on this show, the, the three big political and, and crises, you know, or crises with political dimensions, certainly in the uh, U.S. over this past year have been uh, the coronavirus epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the January sixth insurrection and the follow up mm-hmm. from that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's very purely political, but you know, uh, and also climate change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just we've we've failed as a country. This 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 past year has been uh, like a, a failure, both uh, uh, on a 
oh, frankly, I don't think I've done enough to, to make things better. So I, I, I'm going to say on a personal level, uh, on a local level, on a collective national level, our elected officials ha- and their appointees have uh, either screwed up or else have been uh, rendered uh, – uh, 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 rendered incapable of, of actually accomplishing things through the machinations of the, uh, uh, well, the, the devotees, the, the corrupt adherents of Donald Trump in the Republican Party, which is basically the re- entire Republican Party at this point, barring a few holdouts. And so, yeah, this whole year is just, I mean, we're in terrible shape just dealing with the coronavirus. This is what we were talking about just before we came on the air. Uh, looking at um, just the the latest numbers, I was just looking at uh, COVID Act now, and Massachusetts, daily new cases, 126.6 per 100,000 people in the state. Infection rate, uh, each person is infecting 1.21 uh, other people on average, so the disease is spreading. Our test rate, our positive test rate is 8.6%, which means, you know, every time we do COVID tests, it's an 8.6% chance it's going to turn out to be a positive test, which means that we're missing infections, we're missing cases. We don't have a good grasp of the full scope of the problem. And uh, so I I mentioned the uh, infection rate, you know, 122 per 100,000. December 1st, 41.4 41.4 cases per 100,000, which was, you know, high. And that was, you know, averaging uh, 2,856 cases. And today, uh, it's 8,728 cases. So just the the tremendous jump uh, in, in cases, in you know, from under 3,000 to close to 9,000 uh, over the course of this month. I'm and, not going to make the joke. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> and it's worth noting that the state of Massachusetts has about the best vaccination compliance rate in the entire United States. Over 90% of the people in this state have had at least one dose of the vaccine. Of the vaccine. About 75%. Well, no, 90% of the total population. Uh, In Massachusetts, 6,235,047 people have received at least one dose and 5,134,522, which is 74.5%, are fully vaccinated. Anybody who's at least five years old is eligible to be vaccinated. So, uh, you know, uh, we, we can get to the point where pretty much everybody in the state can be uh, protected. And as I said, we have at, at, uh, uh, at, you know, essentially 91% and 75% for one dose and then, then, then two doses. Uh, we're the best state in the country. Like 75% is far more than a lot of states have for even having one shot. Can I um, and, say something? And, and, and we to, are having and, and Gov- Omicron and Delta are raging out of control. So, I mean, like this is how good, it, how bad it is here in Massachusetts. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, John, please. Uh, I just want to say that not even just Massachusetts, but nationwide, the, the, the Omicron variant is, you know, s- spreading like crazy, but um, mm-hmm. deaths 
are not uh as as high as as you'd think like there are a lot of people getting sick there are a lot of people going to hospital but uh for the most part it's it's people getting very very sick and it's not as many people dying which i think is a good obviously a good thing but um sure. that me and it's because so many people are getting vaccinated uh and that is you, good yes if you're getting vaccinated then it lowers your chance of going to the hospital and it definitely lowers your chance of dying and uh because of all the vaccine mandates and because of all the um, people pushing to get the vaccines, because of the requirements and because of, you know, lots of reasons, pe more people are getting vaccinated, which means when they catch the virus. And this is honestly, it it looks like this is going to be like. Like HPV or something, everybody's going to have it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, um it's gonna it's it's eventually it's going to just spread throughout the country but if you're vaccinated then you uh probably won't die which is which is really what we're going for here um uh, it it is the first thing we're going for it yeah, is by I, no means the whole Miguel. It's well, not, because, but because I, I think that's, I, I just want to that's point one of the out, most important things. That's all. It, it, it is hugely important. Absolutely. And is if anyone listening to this who hasn't been vaccinated, seriously, unless there's some like immunological reason why your doctor says you shouldn't get vaccinated, get vaccinated. It won't cost you anything. It will almost certainly at this point save your life. And that's absolutely worth it. But the point of the thing I just want to remind people is, do you remember about, you know, 18 months ago, COVID was bad. I, Actually, I put in let me just Republican let me just say view. this one thing, which is, okay. do you remember like 2019 before we had a vaccine? It was like, oh, God, this is really bad. And it's talking about the importance of everybody socially distancing and staying at home and isolating and wearing masks because we had to flatten the curve. So as the health care system didn't get overwhelmed, we need to do that again. We need to flatten the curve again because the healthcare system is getting overwhelmed. Uh you know, Massachusetts, especially in Rhode Island. Oh, I hadn't even checked Rhode Island because, you know, we're here in Massachusetts. So I've been looking at, oh, they're in trouble. at Massachusetts and 84% uh, of our ICU capacity is being used right now. Jesus. So that's yeah, I think obviously Rhode a problem, you know, and Rhode Island uh, is maxed out. I heard the head of their emergency rooms talking about it. They are they are in trouble in Rhode Island. So they're sending uh, in the National Guard. So they are yes. 89% ICU capacity too. <laughs> a, ICU yeah. capacity used according to COVID Act now 93%. So yeah, this is a huge problem. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so Sue, yes, indeed. What is the uh, Republican <laughs> gloss on uh, how, uh, uh, on why things aren't so bad or or maybe it's just believe... or you just want to say it's all Joe Biden's fault? Because I mean, honestly, uh, Joe Biden clearly deserves <laughs> some blame for this. He's been president for a year. The door. I'm glad you left the door open, and Trump did bring us uh, warp speed that got us three vaccines. So, uh, actually, that's probably the private sector, but he certainly let it happen. Um, you just went through <laughs> he did, all. He just topics. let it happen. Oh my God, that's <laughs> Trump in a yeah. nutshell. He just let it happen. <laughs> he was incapable yeah. of stopping it. So, good job, Trump. Yeah. Donnie. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> so, so you just you described 2021 as a failure, and you said January 6th, climate change, and. COVID COVID. And I have to say that the whole year, the Democrats have been in charge. So, you know, 
mm-hmm. notwithstanding it's this year, you know, if things were going to turn around, I think, I think that, um, you know, it, it's not all the Republicans fault. I don't think you can claim that. And the second thing is that oh, you said, gee, mass has, mass has a great vaccination rate. Um, which is true. And I want to point out that we have a Republican governor. So, you know, you, you, you sort of, you, you're trying to combine things that maybe don't combine. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really saying that the Republicans are golden or anything like that. I'm just saying that there's some holes in your argument. And the final thing I'd say is you tell everybody they have to get vaccinated. And, you know, I, I disagree with that. I do think it's a personal choice and people that are vaccinated are spreading the disease. almost as much as the other folks at the moment. So it's kind of a, it's, you know, Omicron really threw us a curveball in that people even with a booster and now they're talking about a fourth booster, people are still spreading it and it's very contagious. And so while the vaccination protects you, it doesn't protect your neighbor. If I can, from some of the statistics though. There's an archaeologist on Twitter who just, who who, uh, responded, someone pointed out like, you know, people are getting COVID if they're vaccinated and if they're not vaccinated. So what's the point? And this archaeologist replied, yeah, well, uh, Serena Williams and I can both play tennis. So, you know, yeah, I don't vaccinated or unvaccinated can get, can get COVID, but which would you rather be? Uh, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. Like uh, one, Sue, we didn't bring up, anything like republican versus democrat until you I, did you i know. did actually no okay. i know <laughs> i mean that i mean it, it like when i'm thinking about this year i'm just thinking like i agree it's been a failure and no i um, agree with you it's just that because mike took a little bit of attack I was okay, like, okay i, I missed just, that part apparently yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Well, so, and it's, but, you know, what, I mean, it's entirely I do, justified, but we can move on. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, and I agree that that last year's been a failure, but I, I'd say for me, and you, you're probably not going to like this comment, but it's a failure of the court system. That's my biggest um, disappointment. It's SCOTUS not doing their job, even though we got a couple of convictions on Chauvin and uh, the woman who shot. Is it Potter? Um, the guy, because yeah, thought she had a Potter. And Jelaine yeah. Maxwell. So yeah, yeah. We, you know, a few. You know, there's sort of like there's escapees a little bit. You know, some people get prosecuted, but you look at just the violence done to mostly black men, but violence done to men in this country, black men over the last year, and you know they caught the three. The three, um, I won't call them rednecks, I'll call them pink ears, because that's the translation of honky. The three pink ears <laughs> guys in um, in uh, Georgia. It was it Georgia? But they had him on tape, they had the rights. They had Chauvin on tape murdering the guy. You yeah. know, it's like, what is it? what does it take? I don't, I see those as not successes, but just how far do you have to go to get a conviction? for bad behavior in this, in this country. I, I feel like the court systems are just, you know, they're, they're falling down on the job. They're just, they're not, there's not a rule of law. They haven't, they haven't folks yet from the justice department, as far as I can tell. And I think that was an act of treason. You know, I don't, I think that was yeah. like, you know, saluting the flag and not desecrating it. And, and so, I see what happened in the Capitol is, is horrifying. And I haven't, I mean, it's been almost a year and 
Not even a grand jury. Sue. I mean, this is crazy. Sue. I mean, I, well, th- I there, think there, um, there have been a number of, of, of people who've been tried and convicted for it, but it hasn't been like a focus yeah. from the Justice Department, you know, no. main office. And they right. certainly haven't gone after, you know, ringleaders. Wait, They've gone anybody after of substance. Yeah. Sue, are you saying, and let me, I just want to make sure that I understand what you're saying. Uh, like, are you saying that the court system isn't working? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. My God. My God. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> we need to tell people. This is news. This is very – this is – oh, my God. Really? And the, Dude. And this isn't April 1st either. <laughs> I'm not just playing with you. No, I think, it's, I think it's very broken. I think it's no, really, really broken. No, really. I mean – you know, and when we talk about critical race theory, I always say, you know, before before they went all over just the racial part of it, there was the, the crits at Harvard who it's a critical theory of law that the laws are used to impose, you know, the sort of the the, the bad behaviors that you know, they're very critical of the legal system. And, and, you know, time and time again, we see places where the legal system's used to reinforce the the status quo. So, so I'm just really disappointed That's in the court the system, system is for the for. past year. <laughs> well, the legal system yes, it does indeed exactly. reinforce the status quo. That is what it does. But uh, I, yep. I agree. Our legal system is, uh, you know, has has been it, it's failing. Uh, it's showing signs. You know, it's not totally broken, but it is partially broken. Um, no points for guessing for for, for noticing who's responsible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, there's a honestly like this year has felt like a lame duck year. I don't know if yes. you guys have felt oh, like that's that. So it's just true. it's felt like yep. just nothing is going on. Uh everything is just halted. Everybody's holding their breath and waiting for something to happen even though the people holding their breath waiting for something to happen are the people that should be making things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look and I just Russia want I also want to say Oh my god. I do want to say and this is and a lot of people forget about this and a lot of people don't mention this enough. When we're complaining about the Democrats being in control, they are barely in control. They have the White House, which is with Joe Biden. They have the they have the Congress barely. They have the the House by what ten seats? I think ten seats. Like the the Senate by 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 tiebreaker. By tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. This is the what is happening right now is a failure of the government and i'm not saying the democrats and i'm not saying the republicans i'm saying the government because the republicans are part of the government they want to tear it down but still like if we're if we're talking about why aren't we passing laws and why aren't we doing this why aren't we doing that it's because the republicans in congress are not working with anybody they're just going back to just saying no and when we blame joe manchin which we should uh about like and kirsten cinema and and kirsten cinema and if when we're blaming them we also need to remember to blame the 50 people 50 senators yeah 50 people that aren't doing anything their hands 
well, they're Rome not burned. even suggesting yeah. anything that is feasible. Because if they suggested something that is remotely acceptable to the Democrats, remotely, they would ju- the Democrats would jump all over it. Yeah, yeah. Susan Collins, yeah. Lisa Murkowski, Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitt Romney, uh, uh, Rand Paul, quote unquote, Cruz, moderate John Republicans Cornyn, or <laughs> all of them, however moderate or independent or you know intellectually you know tim scott uh from south carolina i mean all of them are just unified in opposing anything uh Nobody's- that the Biden administration is trying to do and uh you know so i i i at the top of the show i said the three sort of through line issues i think that have been sort of defined the year uh covid january 6th and climate change and the Republicans are just absolutely uh, 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 an absolute obstacle, a, you know, a kidney stone in the way of getting anything done on any of, the, on any of these things. Nobody's, would, yeah. None of my party are rowing. None of them no. are rowing. They're nope. all dragging their oars. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And they keep talking so about, going like, in circles. you know, like working together and everything. Like I haven't heard any public uh, recommendation from the Republicans that would actually like be able to be debated. I'm not trying. Yeah. You know, and I I will add there like another failure. Oh, and, that's huge. I forget about that one. Yeah. Yep. That's that was uh, another just I'm sorry. And we're gonna have one, one in Afghanistan. Russia. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, another yeah. failure. Um that could have well, gone better. Mer- I was looking uh, well, over I the mean, year. For, it, it, we for finally tonight. nailed down what a failure that has been for 20 years. But yeah, it happened yeah. this year. Even, even, even in having things slide into, into horrible chaos and murder, I'm sure the Biden administration could have done better, or at very least not blown up a house full of kids for no good reason. I mean, yeah. I mean we could have at least not done that. So, <laughs> woohoo! We could have at least not done X. <laughs> yeah. America. Yeah. I, I, I buried the bar six feet into this slab of concrete, but I mean, I think we might, no, we couldn't clear it. Sorry. Yeah. It's awesome. I I was looking back at, at topics and I, I do agree with you guys. This year has been, it's, it's really rough to watch, but I, you know, I was looking at things that happened over the year. I completely forgot about Texas and the ice storm. With their grid shut down, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had no that power. was this year. I thought that was last winter. <laughs> that, was, that was it was last winter. It was but it was in January of twenty twenty one. It was yeah. in January. I thought it was in December. Yeah. Oh nope. my god! No, yep. no I was god, you know I was trying Jesus. to just look and I was like, and that was such a nightmare. And you know that's uh, and that's a climate related failure of of. The, planning the, the, well of, of of state government because they've they've deliberately kept the federal government out of it because they've made sure that it's not an interstate issue. So the federal government's authority is limited. And, uh, and, and the result is, was this, uh, you know, catastrophe that killed a lot of people, bankrupted others, sent Ted Cruz running to Cancun. I mean, my God. (laughs) And, and talk about failure. Have they, did they spend the, the warm months learning their lessons and upgrading for uh, another harsh winter now, which I mean, could still happen. No, they have not. Uh, wow. So, so, so there's nothing like to taking... prevent this from happening again next month. 
Texas taking well, like I'd... making moves to limit the how the federal government can intervene in in issues that that's that never happens. That's not sure. happening right now. <laughs> sure, well, but I mean, Texas could have acted on its own hard. to make sure the grid was uh, <sighs> was upgraded to handle this problem. So. Jesus, I'm sorry. And so, go ahead, sorry, Be- I interrupted. Beto O'Rourke was going to run for governor in Texas, and then he decided not to. And then um, McConaughey, the actor, he was going to run for governor of Texas and decided not to. Oh, it's Beto very, O'Rourke it's, isn't running for governor. No, no, he he was going to, and then he decided not to. Smart man. Yeah, um, or at least that's something <sighs> I side. I I may have mischaracterized it, but yeah, yeah just, I mean, he's, just... his fifty minutes are probably up. <laughs> um, you know that Surfside, Florida collapse of that building. You know yep. that the whole building just collapsed. I mean, that's that might be climate. Um, it's certainly you know not the metal and the the rebar got. Um, you know they didn't waterproof it the, properly. The, at least in some point, sea but... level in Miami certainly hasn't didn't help even if it wasn't yeah. like a, a major cause. But also, you know, like a, a failure of local government to uh, do a better job of keeping an eye on things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they said, I think, didn't it drop by an inch in photographs? So there was something that was saying there was something going on beyond just the structure of the building. There was also, you know, as you may say, something with the tides and the... But, you know, they, I haven't heard anything on what, what that came. Trump was impeached the second time after he was out of office. So mm-hmm. that yep. was, I mean, what a year we've had. Failure of that um, too. Um, yeah. By the way, Beto and, and that uh, honestly, like, like that's the Republicans' fault. You know, uh, Beto's <laughs> uh, Twitter is still. Yeah. He's still saying I'm running for governor. So oh, okay. I don't think Sorry. he's dropped. Sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. still he's still in it. You oh, know. I know who I'm mixing him up with. I mix him up with Ben Downing, who stepped out of the governor's race here in um, Massachusetts. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Sorry, Who's Ben yeah, Downing. I, he was a senator from Western Mass. Really good guy. Democrat though. Oh, was he the fellow and, from uh, Pittsfield who was interested? Yeah. An expert in um, renewable yeah. energy. Yep. Yep. Couldn't right, raise any money. Right. Ah, right. uh, yeah. Well, that's too bad. Couldn't raise any money. They think Marty Walsh, you know, the guy who's a, a I call him a dry drunk. You know, yeah. he used to be an alcoholic. He's still, you know, he's going to have race cars zoom around Boston Common. He thought that was a great idea, he and his drinking buddies, Jesus. to have a sports a car race around downtown Boston with cement, you know, anyway. Well, he's, yeah. isn't he Secretary of Labor right now? He's, they're talking about him running. So You mean for the state of Massachusetts? Cause... Yes, for the governor of Mass. Sorry, yeah. I, I was going back to Ben Downing. So yeah, sorry, I'm conflating my stories. But um, yeah, quite horrible. Well, Brittany got freed from her conservatorship. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that, is, <laughs> that is definitely good. I, I'm, I'm pleased. Uh, uh, apparently, the whole legal structure of the whole idea of conservatorship is a potential horror show that needs to be carefully, uh, uh, re, you know, reviewed Dismantled. and fixed. Yeah, you know, because like total strangers couldn't just show up. Uh, apparently, it's possible, legally possible for a total stranger to, sh- to, to go to court, say, oh, yeah, that, you know, Mike Dow, he's he's non-compost mentis and we're going to take care of him. And then they show up and tell me this is all done. And it's the first I heard about it. And suddenly I'm out of my house. And when I say, but I'm fine, they go, no, we've got a court document saying you're not. So (laughs) ipso facto, you saying you're, you're fine must not be true. So, you know, uh, ending this this first half with uh, an example of bipartisanship (laughs) because uh, Elizabeth Warren 
and who's the guy that went to Cancun? I forget. Uh, Ted Cruz. Oh, Cruz. They yeah. both agree about taking care of conservatorship. Got to got to straighten out that law. Yeah, oh, that's they, good. to get 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 rid of it or whatever. That's that's <laughs> the most bipartisan that we've really been uh, this year. Which that's is that's pretty far ranging, actually. I wonder. I wonder sad. what they're. Uh, well, I know oh, I, Elizabeth Warren has you know probably been like that all along, but I wonder why Ted Cruz has picked that up. Uh, he's probably terrified about the idea of, uh, you know, people are going to come after him and Personal declare him crazy and take his money. Um, I'd worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we uh, we are at the at the halfway point of the show here. So we're going to oh play goodness. some. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, the, the year may be a failure, but we're succeeding. And uh, <laughs> and on that note, we're going to play some winning. PSA's promos. Winning. Yes, like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> We're going to play some PSA's promos and station IDs, keep the FCC happy, and we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes here on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back <clears throat> with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still talking with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake, and we're still going over uh, this terrible year of failure, I guess, is the simple way to describe 2021, because uh, that's what it's been, uh, uh, a, a failure from uh, on, on all kinds of, of political levels, both Domestically, locally, and internationally, uh, I mean, the COP twenty six summit in Scotland didn't Jeez. even didn't even come out with a we need to stop extracting fossil fuel right now and subsidizing oil companies. Like they didn't even do that, and that's mm-hmm. that's a basic thing. And Can, and sorry, oh no, I was just I was just wondering, like, when was the last time that you felt politically uh, we had a good year? Hmm. 2012, maybe? Sue, what do you think? When was the last time you felt like that? Um, when Nancy Pelosi figured out a way 
to get the ACA. Um, Kennedy died. Senator Kennedy died. Um, uh, Brown, Scott Brown was elected, which was the 59th vote in the, um, in the Senate. And Nancy Pelosi figured out a way to do reconciliation and got the ACA through. I thought that was amazing. That was and the just, last time you, know, you felt loved, like you had a good year politically. Yeah, so, it was two thousand nine. Sort of like a uh, yeah, I guess that's about what it was. So, it was, it was, so in other words, <laughs> the last good year was when the people from the party you oppose uh, did yeah. something in the in the Congress that you, on the whole, don't think is a good idea. And that what is well, no, a good I idea about in, it? Okay, I, I believe in single payer, so and that this isn't and what that, I wanted. Right, but exactly, and was, that your it, party, like, not only fought to oppose every step of the way, but also told ungodly lies like death panels about uh, yeah, lies. By the way, I, I that just, I, look really, really, really just unconscionably hypocritical and bad in light of <laughs> how they've responded to this actual global health crisis and, and take, vaccine mandate. You don't want so. to take the win, huh? Well, and it because I love the sport. I take the win because it was the party. The it's the party I belong to and I voted for and support. You you know, we're the other team, you know, like to the extent that there is yep. another team. I mean, you know, it you're, was you're a, a Republican. great game. It was a great game. I know we lost, you know, in overtime, but I got to say it was a great game. It was, it was, you know, one for the centuries. What's a and game? I, I be, what are you talking about? The game of politics, because it is really a game for me, from my perspective. So I have to say that that was the last time that I thought, you know, things are still moving. They're still happening. People have figured out a way to keep the ball moving. And um, so I have to say that was a, that was a, that was a good year. It's a good year because I didn't really care for uh, George Bush Jr. <laughs> I felt like, you know, I didn't. But when when the which ACA of his wars passed, did you hate more? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, there's so many. Well, or was it yeah. Katrina or was it the uh, unfunded mandate for uh, prescription drugs that uh, uh, jacked up the cost but stuck the taxpayers with it? Uh, I'm, I'm it sure that Sue liked the rebate. That that uh that tax rebate everybody got like oh that you had to bucks. pay taxes on yeah give me a break yeah, yeah <laughs> having to pay taxes that. at the end of the year that was that get was get rid of that, that surplus switch and you shouldn't privatize social security no that's that's a really bad idea because that is not a place that the private sector belongs in <laughs> you but, haven't you haven't yeah. agreed with your party in like twenty years yeah 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 absolutely well, they, they, these are your yeah. people Sue I mean yeah <laughs> yeah they are like they I was in Ving. My, I remember my father going on at length about how, what a terrible idea. My father, the investment banker, going on at length about what a terrible idea it would be to privatize Social Security. Oh, and it's worth yeah. noting and he that would if know. that – Yeah, well, not only would he, he would know, know, it's also worth <laughs> noting that if it had gone through, it would have been like everybody gets a health saving account. And that would have been like – like it would have been 2008, all, 2009. Yeah. Well, it have been all these people would have had to have basically investment accounts that would have had to be, you know, handled like just like, even if they just put the yeah. money in, you know, in, in one thing and, and sit on it, like somebody still has to be handling all the paperwork and doing all the account management. Yeah, he would have made bank. Well, yeah. my dad was retired at this point, but yes, because State Street Bank and Trust, the bank he used to work for, is the biggest custodial services company in the world at the time. So, uh, you know, and dad still owned like, you know, 
20,000 shares or something crazy like that of their stock. Oh my God. So like, like, you know, we thought it was a terrible idea. He's like, you know, and he's like, but look, if this does happen, you know, we're probably going to make about $10 million off of it. And I'm like, okay, and well, um, you know, well, that will be, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, well, okay. So, so in other words, um, you know, uh, uh, when I talk about, uh, you know, wealth and white privilege and whatnot, that's what I mean. I mean, like, like this thing that would be an absolute disaster on every kind of public policy level might've been a huge personal windfall for my family. So I'm gl- really so glad we didn't do it. You know, I didn't know your dad worked for State Street. I just want to oh, say yeah. out loud: uh, work, Working Men's Cooperative Bank and State Street Bank were two of the most ethical banks in Boston. Well, and I get that from my father, who was a vice president of the Federal Reserve and a and a, a decent guy and a farmer at heart. But yeah, they were those were quite the banks. State Street was well known for being really on the up and up. For people with their um, investment and estates, and that's interesting. I didn't know your dad worked for uh, State yeah. Street. So, can Very I cool. just? I think the corporate culture's kind of changed since then. But yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, can I ahead, just yep. get back to the fact that um, both of you said that the last good political year was like under Obama. Under like over ten years ago, like at least ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like when things still worked, sort of. Barely. <laughs> it was like the last gasp of the system that you know was being the dirt was being thrown in the in the in the gears, and uh, they still got stuff done. But yep. Oh, what about you, Johnry? So you haven't said. Ah. Uh, I just um hey you're I a black man in america tell me when there's been a good political year ever yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um i can wait clinton be- <laughs> because uh i almost said clinton because uh he was such a moderate he was much more conservative and i thought the country oh, was yeah. going to take a really good turn so that's my other you know that's my other. probably pro- honestly probably the aca yeah okay that's the like the last time i felt like good about what the government like something the government did yeah i thought that was the, i thought that was pretty good too i mean again like moderately we've, we've i wasn't about happy this. about it but yeah exactly yeah. but we we were all pleased that like oh something has been done to help the millions of people who don't have health insurance and that is a good thing um yeah. and uh it was turned into an absolute political millstone for the democratic party uh and now it's absolutely this thing that uh, uh, it's it's a bedrock uh, uh, measure that, you know, people th- that the Republicans can't kill because it's broadly popular because a lot of people benefit from it and they like it. Um, this is literally what they were afraid of. Exactly. Thank you, John McCain, who single-handedly exactly. pulled a Joe Manchin. Uh, I, it, Pulling a Joe Manchin means he would kill something. He pulled he did, a Joe Manchin in that he he he, he scotched the 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 overturn vote at the last oh, minute. But I mean that's yeah, kind of yeah. that's uh, the uh, I mean that's that's yeah okay he did something okay towards the end of his career, but you know fundamentally uh, uh, 
the political defeat in 2010 is something that the Republicans also turned into uh, their, uh, uh, an important part of how they uh, gerrymandered uh, uh, both uh, state and federal elections across the country. So, you know, it's, yeah, it just, it's, it's been an absolute disaster over the past 10 years um, with, uh, you know, some good points. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, since since we're almost to the end of the show here, I'm just going to point the finger and say it's all the Republican Party's fault. Well, no, it's not all the Republican Party's fault. The Democratic Party hasn't done nearly enough to actively oppose the Republican Party. The Republican Party has been single minded in its uh, implacable drive for power and its hostility towards uh, democracy and, uh, uh, you know, community spirit and civic mindedness and anything that would be good for the country as opposed to their own wallets. But that's a, that's another question too. But when, I would when say, was the last time I, that I you were happy the, with the Republican Party? I would say that the Democrats, you know, have certainly <laughs> in plenty of instances, you know, also let me down just by not trying hard enough as opposed to like actively pushing, you know, stuff that's bad. So I'm sorry. Anyway, yes. So go ahead. Uh, what was Sue, that genre? Sue, um, when was the last time? I mean, like we talked about the last time we just felt like government was moderately okay, uh, and everybody said uh, a time that was under you know a democratic government. So what? When was the last time that you felt that it was a good year when the Republicans were in control? Oh, when were the Republicans? Just kidding. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, you could say, you know, like under Bush or under Bush or Reagan, uh, Ford, Nixon? I, I, Nixon, like, like when, when the Republicans, like there were a lot of times when the Republicans were in control of at least one of three branches of the government. What like and you could say Are this is a great great actions like when um, Teddy Roosevelt no just like when you were happy like to, the same or, question the same question um when like the the question I posed before was when did you feel like it was a good year uh like thinking about government um, well, when, and you said two thousand nine so but that was that was, was dis- okay. Weld was in national. charge of the state. Well, okay. national well, politics. Yeah, Bill Weld wasn't I, the worst governor we've ever had, but I mean that that yeah. again is he left office in what two thousand eight? Yeah, he made a lot of it made a lot of progress with a lot of things. Um, I'm talking state federal. State. So federal. Well, yes. I like the EPA. I got to say, Nixon did a great job with that. He opened China. He passed the Clean Air Act. Um. Well, uh, he signed them into law. The democratically controlled House and Senate actually wrote the bills and passed them. But yeah, Nixon certainly right. did not stand in the way. Did so. The last time you felt like you had like like the government like you a had a, the last party. time you felt like it 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 like government felt good like under Republican control was Nixon. That's the last time you felt that when yeah. the Republicans were in control, that things it. were working. I, I liked it that Reagan. I of thought that was. Okay. 
brilliant. I thought that was just a great, a great move. It really changed the. Well, you guys asked. You and, want me and, to be and, honest? And, right? Of course you do. And and <laughs> and you know the fall off from that has been unalloyed. Have been an unalloyed good for the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it that uh, Trump started making people stay in Mexico to ask for asylum. I like that. Um, wow. I like it that Trump Trump got rid of a lot of regulations that were stupid. I mean, you know, the CDC right now is telling people that after five days of quarantine, they can go back on the job. I don't think that's based on if science. If they're asymptomatic. It is, yeah, it clearly isn't. Yes, it has insane. to be after they test negative. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's sort of a thing. I, I have to say this because I know we're going to have a short time here. I was telling Mike about this commercial I saw. I was in the other room. I was just listening to TV the other day, and I could hear the, the commercial come on for ASPCA. You know, it's all sad music or um, in the arms of an Are angel. Are they still using or, uh Mike yep. McLaughlin? McLaughlin. Yeah, but, but this one, <laughs> the angels this are silent. sad because the doggies yeah. are sad. Yeah, that that oh, whatever, and it that's kills me because yeah. I yeah. I love dogs. I love dogs. But this was actually Silent Night, which is their new commercial for the for Christmas. Yeah. And you know the dogs are in the snow and they've been starved and they're horrible. And I'm in the other room and I'm listening to this music going. Oh, I don't know if I can even look at the commercial because it just wrecks me every time, especially because I just lost my dog. And um. So I did go back in the living room to watch TV and it's a picture of old homeless guys in the snow. And then it was like a younger person and then a young woman with a baby in the snow on a piece of cardboard, you know, homeless people and the real people. I mean, it's real footage. And the, and the tagline said, and when it showed the baby, how young do they have to be before you care? And it was so powerful. It was just the most amazing commercial I've seen in a long time. And I thought somebody really, really understands this issue. And um, anyway, it was it was really striking. And it's sort of like, okay, is that the new Madison Avenue? They finally they finally figured it out how to how to reach people over the homeless issue and, you know, sort of caring for your for your um, fellow man. Anyway. So, yeah, I am a mixed bag. It is true. But I I do like it when politicians actually get something done. And this is just killing me that, you know, things are kind of just hanging on the sideline. You know, either fish or cut bait. I think we've got to look at the the previous Republican administration under George W. Bush. That is an administration that accomplished a lot. There were some big tax cuts, two different wars, like I said. Uh, There was the Medicare drug benefit. Uh, you know, the Trump administration. Not paid for. Um, right. Not paid yeah, for. but they still did it. <laughs> you, say, but you like accomplishments. So these are accomplishments. The I Trump do, administration, do, the Trump like administration recognized, uh, 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 you know, moved our embassy to uh, Jerusalem, recognizing it as the Israeli capital. And that did wonders uh, to like improve Palestine, the situation. So that's a problem. <laughs> oh, he, uh, he, he brokered the deal between uh, Israel and Jordan. Yep. Uh, That's true. And That's he pulled true. us out of the Iran nuclear deal, which, by the way, the Biden administration totally screwed up getting us back into. But regardless, Gee. you know, Trump pulled us out because he thought it was a bad idea. And he Shocker. pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord. Not that it was doing all that much, but he, he just decided to, you know, to get rid of it and uh, got rid of NAFTA. Y- yeah, I replaced it with something that's very well, NAFTA similar, wasn't but good. whatever. 
Well, sure, but yeah. did, did what did he replace it with something that actually was protecting American jobs? Not really. So, um, you know, and of course, also, uh, you know, Trump uh, packed the courts with uh, movement conservatives. So that's a, an accomplishment. Uh, and a major one for Republicans, because I mean that's uh, yeah. McConnell knows hear, how to get things done. That's for sure. I, I repeatedly hear that's all the Republicans care about is judges who will overturn yeah. Roe v. Wade, and you know, I mean, that will be an well, accomplishment you, when they overturn Roe v. Wade. I know, as a good Republican, of course, you'll be thrilled by that. <laughs> by the way, did you hear the lawyer that that argued Roe v. Wade just died? She she passed yes. away this past yeah, week. I did hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and and of course, also, uh, there's uh, he tried to get uh, the Ukraine to uh, uh, dummy up an investigation of Joe Biden for political gain. Uh, he handed out you government think Joe contracts Biden's to his defend? people. Um, and way, uh, you- uh, also, he, he, he instigated a coup. So, I mean, you do know, you- I think I think it's fair to say <laughs> that the Republicans have a strong uh, uh, list of accomplishments. Um and you like that, and well, you're a Republican. So, I mean, <laughs> oh my, I know. I'm oh my, but I mean, seriously, if you like accomplishment, this is an extended bit. I I praise your your dad who passed away because he actually worked for a really good place, and you and you treat and me my like dad, that. So my dad, my dad was a Republican too. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I, I understand. That's good. Um, so, do you guys think Joe Biden's going to go to war with Russia over Ukraine, given that they defended his honesty? No, because it sure seems like Putin's waiting for the ground to freeze before he invades. No, I thought he was going at Christmas, but I think he's going to uh, go in January. I, I, I think, I, honestly, if the Russians invade the Ukraine, I think it might happen. Hard to say. It's not something that Joe Biden is clearly eager to do, but. The winds of political fortune may blow such that he's either forced into a corner or else, you know, the 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 you know, he becomes enough of a political opportunist that he sees a chance to, you know, to score points. And, you know, as I said before, uh, there are a lot of criticisms that we can level at the U.S. military and how it operates. But it is pretty good at putting a bunch of dudes on the battlefield with heavy weapons and and blowing up stuff, which is, you know, which would be the, the immediate thing we'd be talking about. So, you know, um, it, it might look good for a while anyways. Um, and, you know, the Ukrainians would want us there in stark contrast to most of the people in Afghanistan and Iraq. So, I mean, you know, we've got that going for us, you know. He's Supposedly Biden it. told I probably tonight. Um, I don't know. Just saying. Supposedly, um, Biden, this is the off the press. They haven't really done the readout of the call that happened on Thursday, but um, and this is playing on Friday. But on Thursday night, supposedly Biden assured Putin that we, we wouldn't put any offensive weapons in the Ukraine. So he did make some sort of a concession. Yeah, he's he's um, very much into uh, the um, economic uh, deterrence and not actual like troops or, or military deterrence and which you know i am okay with because i don't want people yeah. to die that that would be preferable to me um but i mean if, if they if can take so, them out of the swift economic system which will really that'll be the end yeah of the russian but, economy if they could do that absolutely um and so that may well be sufficient deterrent um 
if President Putin really, really, really wants to go to war, he 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 will, and people will die. So I mean, you yeah. know, there sort of becomes a damned if one does, damned if one doesn't situation. But but yeah, yeah I would very much prefer I would very much prefer the U.S. military does not get ramped up again for a big uh, uh, military confrontation, especially not with a nuclear armed uh, enemy, and especially when we have you know we've got to focus on climate change. And as I've mentioned before, you know. Uh, the U.S. military, uh, if it were like its own independent nation, which in, in a lot of ways it is, but it would be one of the one of the top polluters in the world just in its own right. Mm -hmm. You know, top sources of of greenhouse gas. So we absolutely one hundred percent have to clean up uh, the U.S. military's act, and it would really, really help if we're not at war for a while. Um, you know, if we're going to have this crazy <clears throat> bloated defense budget. We might as well spend it. You know. Doing things like, you know, modernizing and 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 switching to renewables and investing in, you know, a smart energy grid and whatever, you know. But uh, the hell you say? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Mike. Are you okay? You don't sound just, like a real American right now. I just, I just like to, you know, we have a hugely wealthy and powerful government, uh, you know, running a hugely wealthy and powerful nation. I, just like to use that wealth and power to help people, to make people's lives better, not worse. I mean, you know, to, you to lessen like hunger and suffering and homelessness and desperation. I mean, is that is that is that really so hard? Is that really such a crazy idea? I don't know. What do you want this to be, Venezuela, Mike? Jesus. <laughs> Well, no, I'd like us to be better run than Venezuela, but you know, Venezuela's <laughs> Venezuela's being run by a bunch of clowns. So, I mean, no, I don't want to be Venezuela. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm unimpressed with much of what the Biden administration is doing, especially when it comes to you know vaccine mandates and and whatnot. But we're still still doing a better job than Venezuela. Though, one thing we mentioned at the beginning of the before we started the show, just like why hasn't the federal government passed a just just mandated that people have to be vaccinated to fly? Because super, yeah. they could just do that. Yeah, they've run the yeah, That's their, and yet they did it on businesses, but not, didn't just include, they could have just said, and the rail, and certainly the, yeah. the airline. Interstate and travel. Planes are really, really safe because of the air circulation, but not in the airport. The airport's full of crowds of people. Right. It's, yeah, it's weird that, that, that Biden, of all the things to carve out, he carved that out. So, and John, you thought maybe it was an economic decision. Oh, it's totally to not, like, oh, it's not just economic, it's political. It's, yeah, don't um, damn he doesn't airline. want to, like, that nobody wants to do that because anytime you mess around with people's flights, especially in the winter, that's that, that you get crucified for it. You, you yeah. they don't want to do that. They, and, they don't want to mess up like the highest flying season ever, like every year. They're not going to do be. that. And I mean, honestly, if it's not about politics and money, God, I don't know what, why they'd be doing it otherwise. Not that that's, a, um, I think, a, I think a good reason in a pandemic, but there it is. Yeah. Oh, do I hear the music? Well, you, know, they, you do. They tried, I was going to say, they're trying to do that in Northampton, put a vaccine mandate and there's huge hearings on it. So people should check that out if they're paying attention. The Board of Health is trying to put a vaccine mandate or look at putting a vaccine mandate in uh, Northampton. So, well, I think that 
I think that would make sense, but certainly there should be a mask mandate. Absolutely, 100%. Before we end, I just really want to say, uh, and this is me personally, but I hope you guys agree. Please, everybody, this holiday season, I know this you're going to be hearing this on New Year's Day or on New Year's. Do not go to New Year's celebrations. Stay at home for the love of God, please. Flatten the curve. Flatten the, don't travel. Don't First go closed, to parties. Yeah. Just be at home with your loved ones. It's fine. Zoom. You don't have to get drunk. All right. Just stop well, going to huge get yeah, you can get drunk. You yeah. can get drunk at home. You can be sad and get drunk at home. That's fine. I'll probably be doing that. But do not go out. Please, please don't go to parties. Thank you. Genre Sue. Despite uh, you know, Happy New Year. despite our yipping and yapping, well, my yipping and yapping at you guys. Happy New Year, my friends. I'm really glad we've done this show for another year together. I hope we can do it again for all of next year. And I hope, uh, hope uh, the three of us and our listeners and everybody out there is healthy and happy and prosperous uh, in the in the year ahead. So, yeah, thank you. Hope everybody had a great yeah. holiday season too. Yeah. Anyway, so that's going to do it for Civil Politics Tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents, and then OK Asia at Midnight. Uh, we've got a podcast of the show. will be out at uh, 1 p.m. on Monday morning. And at 4 p.m. on Monday afternoon, we'll have a repeat airing. So listen to us all over again if you haven't already. 1 p.m. Monday morning. 1 a.m. <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. I screwed up at the end. Good night. <laughs> Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.